No, I should. Uh, the podcast where we revisit Mary Kate Nashley's career through a modern day feminist lens. Uh, <laughs> I'm Becca Roth, I'm a writer director. <laughs> I am Lanny Harms, I am an American, <laughs> and I am a writer and actor. Uh, I am also American, shocker. Uh, what? I really, I know. Um, that was an accent that I pretended. Um, oh I really my hope God, you I know. Me. Thank you so much. I really hope and I've that known no you one, for so long. I know, but it was that good. Um, I just, yeah. I really hope that no one from Australia is listening to this because I think it's the kind of thing where like Americans are like, huh, okay, cool. But like Australian people are like, what, what the fuck are you doing, mate? You know? That's how I feel every single time anyone attempts a Minnesotan accent. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're nailing it. Yeah. And it's like, they're not. They're yeah. being an idiot. Yeah, an idiot. Wait, how, okay, can I try one? And you can tell oh, me I'm an idiot. Minnesotan? Yeah. Tell, do, like okay. a, do like an example. Or do you want me to just do it, do it raw? Like, do I want it, you to do it cold. Yeah. Do it cold. Okay. Um, What's like a good sentence to say? I'm like so in my Australian brain. I have to like. Oh, of course. Um, I think something good to say. Oh, God. Um, okay, you have to say, oh, gosh, darn it. Um the grocery bags all broke. Oh gosh darn it, the grocery bags all broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like something Irish or something. <laughs> oh gosh darn it. No. Oh like, gosh. gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. The oh gosh. Bags, the... Oh gosh. The grocery bags broke. Oh gosh. Oh no. <laughs> all right, Alana. Try a New Jersey accent. That's where I'm from. Whoa! <laughs> I have to put my nails. I, I mean, my my New Jersey, my New Jersey sounds just like my Long Island. Uh, yeah. What are you? Oh my gosh! Uh, you have no idea what these people said to me at the other day at the at the mall. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god, Lanny, you literally sound like someone from like Sweden trying to sound <laughs> like a Californian from Minnesota getting their nails done and mentioning New well, Jersey. You sounded the exact same way, but from Minnesota. Let's just, okay, if there's any message that this film we're about to talk about has taught us, it's doesn't matter if you're popular. It just matters that you're yourself. So let's exactly. go into this episode with our own <laughs> accents, with our own true selves and our hearts forward, and let's talk about it. Okay, so today, as we've alluded to, we are talking about Our Lips Are Sealed. Yeah. So last week, we talked about all of their later party videos, because we had done Passport to Paris the week before that, and we really needed to get ready for these new cuts. Our girls mm-hmm. are women now. Yes. <laughs> they they might as well be. They look so mature in this one. Oh my god, they're so, um, Yeah. So mature. Um, and just so you guys know, we have some five-star reviews. Thank you so much. We Thank you. They do for it last week. <laughs> and you came uh, And we felt uh, you came through. We crawled out of our skin and made mm-hmm. ourselves uncomfortable, and it was all worth it. So we're going <laughs> to shout you out at the end. So stick around. Just you wait. Just you. Um, but I just – I we have so much to talk about with Our Lips Are Sealed. Because, yeah, this is a 
big deal. Yeah. Becca, what is your relationship with this movie? Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, I just want to say I feel really – I'm really happy that because I was like, we have so much to get into, but, like, we're just doing this movie. Like, I think from last week, I felt a little <laughs> bit like we're doing six movies and also, like, referencing 100%. their whole history. Like, I think I'm happy that we can, like, really, really dive into it because there's a lot to say and I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Um, I, growing up – loved this movie. This was one of my favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. Um, Actually, I really loved all of them. Like, I feel like when they each came out, I really had a time with them. Like, I, Winning London, I watched all the time. Holiday in the Sun, I watched all the time. But I also did watch this one a lot. And this is one that I've never since revisited. Like, it came out in 2000 and... It's been 22 years, and I haven't watched it in 22 years. Um, And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I don't want to get into how I feel about it yet. Uh, How do you – How? what's your history with it? My history is similar. I think Mm -hmm. – you what you were saying uh, about when each one came out really having a moment with it feels very true to what it felt like being a Mary Kate Ashley fan at this mm-hmm. time. Like when they were actively putting stuff out and they put out a new f- movie, it really felt like a present yeah. every single yes. time. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. Like this is this is my gift for the next however long six months to a year until the next one comes out so I have to really live here also this is going to give me a lot of information I'm going to need to know for this year what kind of puka shells I need to look out for what kind of headbands I need to be updating like all of that sort of stuff like this is there and what kind of references I should be making in my day-to-day life pop culture references that kind of stuff um so yeah but like this one when I before we started watching it researching for this one I was kind of like oh I feel awkward because I feel like for whatever reason I didn't actually watch this one like Mm. I feel like I watched it when it came out once and that was it like switching goals but re-watching it I was like oh no 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 I I looped this one I think it was just like but once winning London came out that usurped it and right. so I haven't revisited it for 22 years, like you're saying. Right, 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 right. Um, okay, one thing I also want to say, Lainey was talking about puka shells. Um, one of our amazing listeners, Pauline. Paulina Naylor. Paulina, she sent mm-hmm. us three behind-the-scenes videos that you can find on YouTube. We'll link them in our uh, description this week. So we're going to be referencing those throughout as well, just with a little more information that we have now about the movie. So there's one that's just like general behind the scenes. There's one um, about like they're climbing the bridge and mm-hmm. there's one about the fashion, which we haven't yes. even talked about it, but we both know that was the most important video. And it was like, so awesome. It was so, yes. so cool. <laughs> and these were, these were the DVD extras from yes. the our lips are sealed DVD, which I think is important to note just because, like, I was a VHS girl. I'm assuming you were, too. Yeah. I mean, in 2001 or 2000, I definitely yeah. was a VHS girl. Right. I don't, I don't even yeah. really know how when DVDs really, like, made a, a big splash. I remember my I, friend got a DVD player, I think, in, like, eighth grade, which would have been, like, 2001, 2002. And I was okay. like, wow, you have a DVD player. So I probably got it, like, through 2003 or four, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense because I was collecting all the VHSs, and by the time, like, um, 
our, our when in Rome came out, even mm-hmm. getting there, it was mm-hmm. very equally. You can get the DVD or the VHS, but before that, it was always like yeah. I'm pretty you have sure that I have the physical VHS tape of getting there in my childhood home in New Jersey. Um, uh-huh. so I think that's I had the DVD. Pretty, really, very cool. Um, really weird. But anyways, this came out on November 21st, 2000. So very likely if you're an older American or a younger American actually found it and, and looked at their stuff later on, you had the DVD. Yes. So we watched it finally yeah. for the first yeah. time ever. Yeah, never seen it. Um, yeah, I, I know that like when I watch the behind the scenes stuff, especially with the fashion one, I literally wrote this in my notes like, if I had seen this at the time, even now watching it, like yeah. I would have wanted, I mean, I've always wanted to be their friend, but like there's a part in it where they're like, <laughs> yeah, we get to keep our clothes and like we, we keep the ones we like, but like some we love to give to our friends. Like we love giving our friends clothes. And I was just like, I want, not that I'd fit into them, but like, I just like really, like, I, I just really, really want to be their friends. Um, but like also like in what we talked about last week, like with their fashion prodigy prodigiousness in uh plain sight (laughs) it was just like the way they talked about fashion throughout this is like they are so fucking smart and like they are so like literally they were like forecasting trends for 2001 and like the thought that went into everything they were like so active in the fashion vision for the whole film and they talked about it with such knowledge and confidence and i was just like yes it's like, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It felt like this they they started using their movies as like lookbooks for their mm-hmm. spring collection. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And I also think that like it's not even just that like, oh, they show that they were interested in fashion from a young age and then they became fashion designers. It's like they were already being fashion designers. Like Yes. In these movies. Like they literally did help design the clothes with Judy Schwartz. Like they fully were fashion designers already, and it's very cool. I also do want to say, because we're not just talking about fashion, um, in in kind of, like, re-examining the Mary-Kate and Ashley image in our culture, um, the idea of them as executive producers, like, yes. they were accredited as executive producers with Robert Thorne on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one of the behind-the-scenes, they really talked about, like, the process of putting the film together, like, reading the scripts, making it sound like it's for... Like, they know what 13-year-olds want. They, like, change the scripts for that. They, like, talked about the editing process, like, casting their crushes, like, everything. Like, they really, really had their hands in these projects. And, like, as 13, 14-year-old girls, like, that is incredible. Like, they are not just, like, they don't just have their name on it and get a lot of money. Like, they are, like, making these films. Like, they are, like, teenage filmmakers, 100%. 100%. Isn't that, like, absolutely nuts? And yeah. we had texted about this while we were watching Passport to Paris because, like, that was their first time really being executive producers for one of their feature films. And it was, like, seeing their names on it and seeing this was, like, their first thing, it really felt like a school project of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were making, like, dioramas of right. Pilgrim's Cabins or whatever. And... <laughs> I did do that. But um, Mary Kate and Ashley were making feature films, feature films and and forecasting fashion for the next year. Yeah. And it, it's, it's wild. It's wild. I know. And it makes me kind of wonder, are they just these like just genius prodigy <laughs> humans or would anybody who was put in their exact situation mm. thrive in the same way? Or is it like – if I were, not me, I don't want to put myself down. If some random kid was cast in Full House, (laughs) had charm, 
was a twin, yeah. was cast in other stuff, like maybe anyone would be this way or maybe they'd be like totally burnt out or like lose interest and or not mm-hmm. be that good at it or not be interested in the process or just kind of check out or just like totally fall off the wagon. Like it, there, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question though because I think there is so much to be explored and to wonder about that whether or not their upbringing made them who they are or if they were so talented and so patient, such good workers, mm-hmm. and that combined with the unique opportunity they had right. made them, like, so successful. Right. It's, I'm, yeah. It's impossible to know because, I mean, there is a certain amount, like, if you're working for 14 years, there are 14 in this movie. Yeah. So if you're working for 14 years at anything, like – especially if you stick with it, you're going to get a lot better at it. Yes. So that yeah. much is true. And and you never know. Like somebody else in that same op- that same position who had more talent as like a filmmaker or as whatever, like maybe would have done something even better than this, which is hard yeah. to fathom. But like it's – yeah, I don't – we like can only would've... know what they did. Yeah, <laughs> or they would have gone in a so different direction. Unique. Like they might not have been like fashion prodigies. They might have been like screenwriting, directing prodigies, like – or just people right. who were nurtured in that way and wanted to do film. Like it's hard to know, but what I will say is that I don't – like they – when Full House ended, as we know, mm-hmm. everyone expected them to disappear forever. Like they thought 100%. they were done. And mm-hmm. I think that in many cases that would happen with if it if it were a different set of kids that were cast. So that yes. alone, the fact that they had that drive and that appeal is unique, you know. 100%. Because they're not the first child stars, no, you know. No, not at all. And, and most child stars don't do this. They don't. They really struggle. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's also funny that they had the question since they were five years old being asked of them well, when is the downfall going to happen? Right. So maybe being so young and having that as a looming question surrounding you and your team, maybe that makes you hyper-diligent to make sure that doesn't happen. And that is pretty unique because, again, the whole Truman Show-ness of of Mary-Kate and Ashley that really no one has ever raised a child on screen before this. Right. Right. So that much is very unique. Yeah. yeah. The the other thing that I, oh sorry, no, I was gonna kind of go in a different direction. So you I was just gonna say the other thing that I think is really unique is like, I, like we've talked about how they have the it factor, but like it's really like, as they grow up and as an adult watching this, like it is such a cool, interesting way of revisiting this because as a kid I thought they were so cool I just thought they were so cool and fun and I wanted to be their friend as an adult Mm -hmm. and doing this the way we're doing it literally like watching them grow up in the course of like a few months is like I I feel like we get to really see like what it is about them that is like so Mm -hmm. appealing and that has this staying power like watching this movie we'll get into how we felt about the film but like at the end Mm -hmm. of the day like they are so charming and, like, yes. so, like, just appealing and, like... I was it, gobsmacked by that in every, yeah. like, so many scenes throughout this. I My note was just, like, they're just so cool. Yes, <laughs> Which I is know. crazy for me to think still as a 30-year-old. Like, yeah. The same no, way I really felt are. when I was 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really, really are. are. And they're not, like, dorky, cheesy 
like they're they have their fingers on the pulse. They know it's cool in fashion. They like are so confident and so confident. They're just like they're like cool as a cucumber. Like apparently they're like everyone has wor- who's worked with them has said they're like incredibly professional and incredibly nice. And like mm-hmm. they're just like great. They're just like great girls. And I am like intimidated by them. Like I'm like I couldn't ever be friends <laughs> with you guys. Like you guys are <laughs> so cool. They're just so they are really cool. <laughs> Do you think if you, Becca, now in your 30s were to have met Mary-Kate and Ashley at 14, do you think you would have been intimidated by their coolness? Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to hang. Like, here's the thing. is like, I think that, like, my fantasy 14-year-old self, like, mm-hmm. I would imagine hanging out with them. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I saw myself as, like, a different cooler less anxious version of myself like I think I felt Uh like if I met them I would just be cool I would be funny Mm -hmm. they would like me like I would would... validate all of your qualities good qualities yeah but I think that like I would like to think that that would be true but I also Mm -hmm. think that like I was such a big fan of theirs I just don't know that I would have been able to like form a sentence around them like I yeah to be honest I feel like I had I had that kind of awareness when I was young I think people would ask me all the time do you want to meet them you want to meet them you want to meet them Mm -hmm. and I had dreams about meeting them that was definitely like a fantasy but um I knew when someone asked me like no I don't want to meet them really because I think yeah, because I, especially in the ways that I knew I could meet them, which would be at a signing or yeah. at a cruise or something like that, like, I didn't want to do that because I just felt that it would be weird. Yeah. I would not be able to be my cool self around them, and I would want to only meet them in a situation that they could see my cool self. Right, and, like, want to be their friends. And just want to be my friend. Yes. And I couldn't do that. There'd be too much distraction in those other situations. Lainey, that's, like, such a, like, mature and, like, um, real perspective. Like, that's, like – because, like, I see that now. But, like, at the time, I think I just was so, like, clouded by the fantasy of being friends with them that I just had to fantasize about myself as this, like, chill, cool person who could like totally. make them laugh and was like the coolest person they ever met and were dying to be friends with. Like I I don't think yeah. that I would have been able to be like, you know, like I really like them. Like I'm a really big fan of their movies. But mm, now <laughs> that I think about it, I just I really think that it'll like ruin the fantasy and you know what whatever it was that you were doing. I don't know if it was that sober. I mean I feel like it was mostly led by fear and my social sure. anxiety. Sure. That's fair. That's being fair. like the same way I didn't want to talk to like the popular girls in my dance class. Like oh, I thought so, totally. that would be really bad I would say the wrong thing and it'd be better just not to engage yeah Lanny I totally get it I think that you and I had social anxiety in the same kind of ways and like had like an internalized idea of like where we stood on the social ladder um but (laughs) but also like I think I think that in the comfort of my own living room just like sitting and dreaming about like being their friend I was a different person and I was able to believe that that would be possible I also think that like there's definitely a world in which like I would be in a place where hypothetically like I'm somewhere and there they are and I have the opportunity to go up to them and talk to them. Mm -hmm. Like I know that I'd like really psych myself out and I'd really Mm -hmm. like just if I got up the courage to go up to them, like I would just be like, you guys are the best. I'm so sorry. Like you guys, I I just like, I know this sounds weird, but like I just uh, like 
if I even could muster the courage <laughs> to do that. Like, there's pro- there's a huge part of me that thinks I probably would have just like not done it and then like regretted it forever. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I I have been near them before. Like, let us right, not forget. You the U.S. Open. <laughs> you wedged yourself <laughs> in front of them in a seat yeah. that was not yours to sit in right. front of them. The I US sat Open in front of them. They didn't recognize you. They didn't recognize me, which was devastating. And I did turn around, and I think I wanted to say something to them, but they just kind of looked oh. at me, and I didn't. I don't think I. I don't think I said anything to them. But like, I went through God. a whole effort of getting getting there, uh, getting yeah. to sit near them. Um, Look, the best case scenario with meeting any celebrity, especially someone like Mary-Kate and Ashley, is that you are both like, you just so happen to sign up for something like laser tag, where it's something that you just randomly, (laughs) what, you guys also signed up for laser tag today? That's so weird. Oh, oh yeah, hey, what's your name, Lanny? I'm like, oh, I know you're Mary-Kate and Ashley, like I actually, I really like your stuff. And they're like, oh, that's so funny. Okay, now let's go do a structured activity where we don't have to talk a lot, and then let's like have fun, like genuine, just people having fun and then afterwards you're just kind of like oh my god you're so good at tag like no you are really good at tag. do you guys want to go get a soda or something yeah. like oh, oh my, my god. god yeah and then that's the way the it genuine should happen. friendship forms you're so right yes. you're so right it has to be that way you have to like actually like do a thing and become friends like you can't just 100%. go up to them like talk Mm-mm. at them and have them they're gonna have like, an immediate like guard up yeah like, because people you, come up to them all the time all the time but that's, that's the exhausting thing. okay so like living in LA now like okay here's an example I saw Issa Rae like two weeks ago on the street oh, and she wow. I was like I'm like very late on Insecure like I'm watching season five now and I literally was watching it like hours before I walked by her and wow. I also like she has this like viral Instagram post about her vision board that is so cool you and sent been, it to me yeah and I've been making a vision board because of her and so like when wow. I walked by her I was like I have to I have to talk to her like she was like waiting outside a restaurant with her friend and then I was like I had this feeling in my like inside I was like I actually don't have to talk to her like I actually like I can leave yeah. her mm-hmm. alone and I think I sort of 100%. have had that shift of like I think before, if I'd see someone famous, I'd be like, this is such a once in a lifetime opportunity. I can't blow it. I will regret it forever. But like, nothing will happen from it. Like, right. You're just a fan walking up to them like any other day for them. Right. Like, you're not going to become friends. Like, you're, Mm -hmm. there's not, there's, I mean, I think hopefully this also takes the pressure off too, because there's like, there's nothing that you're, there's no opportunity that you're sabotaging for yourself by not going up to them like nothing would have happened probably Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like right right and if you're meant to be friends with Issa Rae like it will happen and you want it to be in a situation where you have made something she's seen and then you two can sit down and talk about what you both mutually love about each other right like that's the that is the opportunity of a lifetime right you know yeah, and I think yeah, exactly. And I in in a real way, like same with laser tag. Like y- like you're in a place together. You're doing a thing. You're not just like <laughs> right. you are this like person I admire, and I'm this like little weird fan person. Like it's like you have to kind of come together on more of a, an equal playing field. Totally. Anyway, so let's talk we should about get into this. <laughs> we have so much to get into. So I think we are maybe going to do this a little bit more beat by beat, just because we really yeah. have to yeah. uh, cover some stuff because mm-hmm. it's been so long. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the film starts. <laughs> it starts. <laughs> it's like, a start. Where's the beginning? With- <laughs> 
with like cool. Okay, but the okay, but I do want to say something about the beginning of this. Yeah, is I I sense that this movie taught millions of people what the witness protection program is. Correct. Correct. Because I never heard of it until this, and Me now either. I only know it from this. Me too. Like when people <laughs> talk about the witness much. protection program, I'm like, oh, from our lips are sealed. Yeah, um, I know. Because it has this beautiful black and white 1950s beginning that lays out everything you need to know about it. And it makes perfect sense. So they do this, like, fake black and white old movie, like, showing us what the Witness Protection Program is. And they're like... Which is actually... Hey, I'm so- Googling it right now. And it was star- it was invented in 1960s. So actually oh. that montage was very period appropriate. Interesting. That's cool. Except it was pretty 50s, wasn't it? It was very, like, 50s, like, PSA... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we meet the girls who actually, they are the Parker sisters. They don't actually have real names in this movie. Oh, they didn't. Did they no. say their first names in that they first scene? They don't have scene? them. Just, okay, wow. No. If you, if you look at the credits, they are Maddie and Abby, which is their <gasps> Australian names. They don't have real names. Wow. Yeah. That's so, I mean, that probably is good because it'll get people very confused. It's like too many if, names. I think that's probably why they did it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we meet the twins. It's the first day of high school. Um, they're going to go to cheerleading tryouts, but they get into <laughs> a hair drying fight. Um, <laughs> hair drying fight? <laughs> and I knew it was dumb as a kid. And I, I think I did too. <laughs> and it felt dumb now too, but it's still like, is so, like, they look so fabulous they're doing so it. So cool. They're just so cool. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> they can't do anything. But dumb. it's the dumbest thing ever. Like it's like a pill. It's imagine so dumb. a so, okay. So basically, they're drying their hair next to each other, and they're like, "Hey, you got me! Hey, you got me!" And then they're like, "Hey!" And then they just do a full on like attacking each other with blow dryers for like two minutes, and then they show up to <laughs> school with their hair insane, perfectly looking. fluffed. But they they have perfect hair. All they need is to run a brush through it. Like the way that it is exactly. styled is like intense teasing and gel and spray like it's that is not what and the front is. their front little strips are like yeah. still perfectly like straight down oh <laughs> like yeah like it's, it looks like their head is in a headband yeah and they but everything else is is big and crazy yeah here's what i'll say i did not have high hopes for this movie from this from the beginning of it like i oh, okay i i will reiterate i loved it as a kid um well, let's. I have. I have a. I have an issue with the beginning that okay. I will reveal once we're a little farther along, because then it'll make okay. sense. So I'll. Okay. It doesn't make sense. That's yet, a good. So I will tell you. That's a good little seed that sense. you're planting. Yeah. Before we move on too much from the beginning, I also just wanted to uh, highlight their um, their first line that they say is first day of high school. I hope we'll be popular," which is hilarious okay, that is a huge and perfect. Thing that I really want to talk about in this film is. Mary-Kate and Ashley's general fascination with the concept of popularity. Like, yeah. it is in Two of a Kind. It is in School Dance. It is in this. Mm-hmm. It is, like, popularity. Like, the idea of popularity is so important to them. Even if it's, like, mm-hmm. a lesson they learn it's not that important. Like, I want to have – I want to spend some time talking about that. Well, actually, the way – wait, can I just say really quickly? Yes, The way course. this movie actually begins is they – wake up oh they right they have like the the dream yeah yeah, that was the next thing oh yeah it was their dream of the first day of school and then they like wake up in their beds and they look at each other and like 
pretty great dream, huh? <sighs> Too bad it's not real or whatever. And it's right. like, oh, my God. That felt to me as someone going through all of this right now as a Easter egg to their earlier movies when right. they inexplic- inexplicably have the same dream. Yeah, which, but anyways, uh, like, How the West Was Fun, on. they did that. Um, they're like, they oh, did, and they dream, never right? explained like, it. Wild West, huh? Man, what a great dream. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, 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 I really I love that, that, that for is... the universe. Yeah, I really hope that that is like an Easter egg for the Mary-Kate National Universe and not just something that like, I mean, this would be fine too if they were just like, this is such a funny, cute idea. And like, our fans probably don't remember. And like, we'd love to use it again because this is such a funny screwball movie. So like, let's start it off with the tone of like, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know. I'd also Um, believe if they forgot they already did it. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Wonderful. Yeah, I would just want to say about the popularity thing is um, I feel like when we were tweens and teens, popularity was something that was talked about quite a bit like yeah. in magazines and how to be popular and I, I I haven't really looked at a lot of teen media present day from 2022 yeah. but I want to say that word is not as hot as it used to be and yeah. maybe the obsession is of course I feel like there's always something inherently teen and high school about being concerned about popularity because it's innately human because we are still concerned about being popular in circles as we grow up into in our jobs in our uh, creative circles etc etc like that is something that persists and we're just a little bit more honest about it when we're in high school yeah it's weird because I think the idea maybe this is honestly just the way that this was presented throughout the time throughout media because watching it now when they talk about popularity in this and in other projects, like it feels like really awkward and like, how are you actually saying this? Cause it's just sort of like, it just feels yeah. really shallow because it's like, mm-hmm. they're literally just saying like, we just care about status and we just care about external things. We don't care about like friendship or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, we want to like be in the group, like whatever it takes. And like, I do think that like growing up, it was like a thing, like who are the popular kids? I want to be in the popular mm-hmm. group, but yeah, I don't know enough, like, teens today to know if that's, like, something <laughs> that they talk about. But it does feel like it's sort of, like, gone away a little bit. But also, like, the idea of, like, a popular group of, like, kids who, like, fall in line and, like, conform 100% to, like, exactly what they're supposed to be. And there's this, like, tiny box that they're allowed to fit in. Especially in this movie, it's, like, so clear that, like, the popular girl Victoria is, like, you can only be my friend if you are exactly this way and otherwise you like right. are not my friend and i think the idea of popular kids like like imposing those rules on people is like even whether it's true or not it's like kids i think now are like how are you yourself like how do you express yourself how are you an individual like are you a mm-hmm. cool artist you have like this cool tiktok thing it's like how do you how what is your own personal like brand or whatever like i'm sure kids don't talk about that yeah. anymore either but like it's less they like might i don't know how yeah. social media has changed the way kids see themselves like yeah uh, i feel like there is still something to have a brand even if you are not an actor or right. a personality of any kind if you are just a high schooler with a social media account there is something about like I mean, especially after two years of of a pandemic and you spend so much of your identity, putting your identity into your social media and that becomes who you are. Right. This is all pre that. So I feel like there might be 
a more of a focus on individuality at this point, like what makes yeah. you stand out when yeah. back when we were teenagers, it was more like how how do, how you, do fit you fit in? this perfect right. prototype of, of a of yeah. an attractive, cool teen? Right. I think it is more how do you stand out now? And I'm sure that there are so many perimeters around that. And maybe it's like presenting itself as more open than it is. I don't know. But I think right. like yeah. the days of like you have to be exactly like this, like the days of overtly talking about that are like, like right. you, you have to look like this. You have to be a certain type of person. You can't be gay. You have to be thin and white, like whatever it is. Like you, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not how people are anymore. Thank God. Um, but like, I, right. I was thinking about like the popular girls that I had growing up. Like it was literally like a distinct group that like counted mm-hmm. themselves. And like, it was like, this is who we are. And like one girl, like wow. there were supposed to be professions one year. And like one girl dressed as like a male person, like a male woman and wore like an actual like male delivery outfit and they like uh-huh. didn't speak to her all day because they were supposed to be <gasps> sexy professions and like they were wow, like that's so mean girls that's literally mean girls i know but like it's like you have to be this certain way and ma- watching this movie made me so anxious of like oh. like when they were like on the boat and they were like basically just like throughout this movie like they try really hard for victoria and her cool friends to like them and yeah um there's one point where they all look to her and she like nods like okay you're in right yeah and yeah, then yeah. and then she's like but you can't be friends with the surfer boys you can't blah 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 and I just thought like what it would be like to be like a popular kid in the 90s and 2000s like I feel like you mm. like have no concept of what genuine friendship is and you're constantly paranoid that you're going to do something wrong and get kicked out and like the, your whole value yeah. is status and it's like I just feel like that would be so scary every day that's so interesting I mean I'm thinking back to my high school too and like even when I was in there I remember feeling like we didn't know who the popular kids were Mm -hmm. like we had an idea of like the the attractive group (laughs) because there was definitely like an attractive group of people that most of the guys had crushes on Mm -hmm. and so they're probably the most aspirational but everything in my high school, for whatever reason, really fell into friend groups. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, I don't know, I never felt like I wanted to be in the popular group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it maybe. I'm sure so much of it depends on what high school you went to. Right. And especially status and honestly um, income and money oh, like that your family God, had. Yeah. That was really clear in this movie because it seemed like Victoria was mostly – popular because she was the richest girl at right. school Her dad you know what I mean yeah. yeah 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 and she and she was hot but like there was and she also like had a, a very controlling attitude so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly yeah. so I think those things together made her seem powerful right. and made people want to like her and especially when she's hanging yacht parties over everyone's head being right. like do what I want or else you're not invited to my yacht is right. a very powerful argument yeah. <laughs> To yeah. make when you want stuff. No, it's true. It yeah. is really true. Um, yeah, I think this the social status group, like the girls who were popular, like that group, like started in like elementary school. And so like by the time we got to high yeah. school, everyone like knew who they were, but it didn't matter as much in high school. It was just sort of like this group of friends uh-huh. who had like weird rules with each other. But it was such a big school and like no one cared about them. I definitely wasn't like trying to be friends with them or anything. Like they didn't like right. rule the school. I think like in the way they, they like, do in movies and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um okay, but anyway, um let's talk about the movie. <laughs> yes, you guys yes. don't even More know about what it's the... about yet. 
<laughs> okay. So yes, they are. Um, we introduce who they are. They they mess up the pyramid at their cheerleading tryouts, and the cheerleader breaks her arm. They get shunned by their whole school, and then after that day of school, they're getting hot dogs outside of a museum, and <laughs> Ashley has a bad condiment day, which is still such a a that 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 line is glued into my mind. Really, <laughs> I'm having a bad condiment Sorry, day. I don't know what it's just the way she it's, yes. the way she says it is very cool too. Like yeah, it, and it is, and it, it she, the way she said it also sounds like that's a thing people say when it's yeah. just not. <laughs> it, you it know, it sounded like an expression. Days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, she has Mary Kate help her, and the 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 ketchup squirts so hard it hits the robber who just is escaping from the museum right behind them and splashes him in the stomach as soon as a, a, a balloon pops so he thinks he's gotten shot and he faints in front of them and they see his face and notice a pimple and that was really distinctive so they go to trial mm-hmm. and that is that's basically the inciting incident yes because they have to te- testify against this guy and um, <laughs> I have to say, at this moment when it was really like after the bad condiment and um, them seeing the pimple and then them testifying, being star witnesses at this courtroom because of how distinctly they remember the gross zit. It was like, so... you don't forget a zit like that. Yeah, and it yeah. was really gross. And then the whole courtroom was in on it yeah. and being like, oh, God, very gross. And then that's what wins the case. Yeah. It, it was like, I understand the tone. This is perfect. Mm. We're going I mean, for it's it. very much. It's also yeah, and it's like we're fourteen-year-old girls. Like it is because yeah. of a gross zit. Um, yes, that is the Felt grossest such fourteen-year-old girls. Yes, in my life. that was like I had <laughs> to turn really away. Gross. Like I was like, I don't, you do, I can't, you can't do this to me. Like I guess I let, I watched it at the time, and I was like, cool, yeah, gross. And I, but this time I was just like, get this away from me. It was so disgusting. Maybe you hadn't had a real zit by the time you had. Seen not this. like that. Not like that. No. Yeah. Um, when you really know how painful as it is, it makes them look worse. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um, but anyway, so like also like this robber, this is this is a very campy movie. I would say of yes. their feature films, it's the most campy and like winky at the audience. They talk to the audience. One thing we need yes. to discuss, obviously, is the fact that they will constantly talk to us and tell us about how it's a movie like that's something that I really want to talk about because they're like here's a scene in the movie where we feel bad Mm. I feel bad or they'll be like when did you learn to drive this scene apparently or like um Uh just like so many times they say this scene a lot (laughs) they say this scene a lot and I just want to talk about that I also just need to point out that like the robber is just robbing a bank robbing a museum during operating hours like it is so busy (laughs) I just need to say that (laughs) Like, There's a lot about this movie that doesn't actually make a ton of sense. Yeah. That was clearly written, you know, quickly or – the stuff with the robber and the whole mobster side story that comes with it is so genre. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so going for a stereotype yeah. that I – Love it. And I, I think they have, like, a very good cartoony yeah. uh, approach to it Yes, that I think works. I, I don't – I don't – okay, I'm just going to say right now, I don't just blanket love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to – I need to say that right now because I do have issues. But um, my 
I really think the beginning and the ending are very strong. So I just need to say that right now because okay. I feel like you and I don't know how each other felt about this movie because we're trying to be very yeah. good podcasters. Yeah, well, it's a- making us not know how to like approach okay. what we yeah, want to I say. Yeah, I know. I'm very nervous. We need to be honest with each other. Um, yes, I, I enjoyed this rewatch very much. I think it mm-hmm. like reminded me how like young it felt kind of like they felt old and like sophisticated and stuff but like it also still felt like this like very cheesy kids movie a little bit and that's like the campy stuff I think um yeah and I think I remember it feeling like more mature and that's probably because I'm younger than them and they were like in high school and totally like going to roller coasters with boy like it just I think I remembered it as like more sophisticated or something um (laughs) but like I enjoyed rewatching it I, I don't think it's a I don't think it's Passport to Paris. Like I think that's gonna be of a course. really hard one to follow ever, but or even Billboard Dad. But um Right. I enjoyed it. I mean it was it was also very inventive. Like I thought that the talking to the camera and like saying that it's a movie and talking about the mm-hmm. scenes, like I don't feel like that worked because I didn't understand why they were doing it, but I also appreciated totally. their creative risk taking and that they just like very mm-hmm. clearly made this like type of movie and they'd never made a type of movie like this before, like a genre, sticky, like campy, self-aware, talking to the camera type, like with a lot of like yeah. dumb puns and like just like winking and like talking. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just... yeah, no, it is. It feels like they're really going for making this a comedy, right. where the other ones feel like a little bit more rom commy, right. or um, I guess rom commy is just the best way to put it. Um, this one really felt like no, we're gonna make this like fun and mm-hmm. and and yeah, and I feel like there's so much of it that worked. Like then after, because after they. Get, go to the trial and they, they win. The mobster who they put behind bars, his cousin or uncle or something, is like a whole mob thing. Mm-hmm. And so he threatens them and that's what puts them into the witness protection right. program. Right. And then, then we get into the whole montage of them going to all the different like not even like a montage it's just like a quick 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 we're here we're in um texas we're here we're in seattle we're here and then we're it just like starts blowing up like crazy thousands of places yeah like so many like too many and it's so funny i thought that sequence was really well done and really like just the comedy i think was really in a groove at that point i thought it was in a groove too but i also sort of felt like I just felt like the characters were one thing that I love about Mary Kate and Ashley and rewatching is like how smart and savvy and like good at problem solving they are. And I felt like in this, like especially in this montage, it was like they were idiots. Like they couldn't remember their (laughs) names. Yeah. They kept like, they blew their cover thousands of times that's like, their family's fault they're blabbermouths i know and that brings me to the thing i was going to say before at the beginning perfect okay. segue okay, okay. great we don't know that they're blabbermouths until we are 20 minutes into the film and they are at the witness protection program oh. office and they say we're kind of blabbermouths and i was just yeah. like <sighs> yep. here's the thing 
With Password to Paris, with so many of their films, I always celebrate the way that the ways that they like do a good job at making the film of the way films are supposed to be made. And so, if we're talking right. in those terms with the way that a film is supposed to be made, especially yes. a film where they're talking about like, here's the part in the film where we do this thing because of this thing. Right. Very self-referential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know that they're blabbermouths until they say that they're blabbermouths. They yeah. just had the first day of high school where yeah. their whole school turned on them because their hair yep. was weird and they fucked up the pyramid. And they already gone with this. Yep. Mm-hmm. They We don't need any of that. We need them no. to be in the school and to fuck something up because they said a secret. Blabbed. They're blabbed in mm-hmm. some way. And that's it is, it is there. It is ready. It is... On yeah. a silver platter. Like, that is the thing. That is uh-huh. the only way that it sh- had to be gay. Like, that is the correct beginning. Yes. It is they not my opinion. about anything. It yes. just, yes. It, it had to <laughs> that be is blabbing the way related. No, like, yes. And full stop. And they. 100%. And, and I really think that starting it that way would have made it 10 times better. Because it is a clear, it's just like Password to Paris. They, like. Mm-hmm. they're smart they're like school smart but like or whatever they're like they're not cultured yeah. they need to expand their worlds they go to paris they expand their worlds they come back they're changed in this they're blabbermouths. Totally. they can't keep their mouths shut they have to do the one thing that's the hardest for people to do if they're blabbermouths is to keep their mouth shut they can't do yes. it and then Witness they move to a place mm-hmm. yeah and then they move to a place and they they're not they go through a journey and they're not blabbermouths anymore we need to see them as blabbermouths and the beginning didn't need to happen the way that it did we don't need 100%. it. Why do they do that? I absolutely agree. And I think for me, the weakest parts of this movie are in the construction of mm-hmm. the script and the storytelling. Yeah. Because this is this is fast forwarding just a little bit, um, but we can do that. Who cares? Yeah, um, okay. The the <laughs> the beach seen this wars. Movie, why are you listening to our podcast? Yeah, um, just go listen to it. <laughs> just, go <watch laughs> it. just go just go watch it. Just go watch it. <laughs> um, just go listen to it. Uh, anyways. Um, so my one of a pet peeve I had while watching it was um, they once they're in Australia, gone through the witness protection program and are at their posts. They learn about their new school, their new high school, mm-hmm. and um, we we get introduced to the popular kids and we get introduced to the surfer kids. They hate each other. There is a rivalry between them. Like, do not talk to the surfer kids if you want to be popular. Mm-hmm. But of course, the super kids are the cutest. Of course, and. I we spent so much of this movie like seeing what like these different groups of people are and who they what they do but we really don't get into what the actual feud is between yes. the surfers yes. and the popular kids and we don't know why there is such a turf war with the beach right and the whole thing culminates in this surf war truly like they have a they call it a surf war right yeah surf wars um, yeah they yeah, judges. where the they have adult man the, judges. Yeah, they, like, it's a thing. they, it's a they, they hire judges yeah. to come and and judge who was the better surfer of these two groups, and whoever wins wins the beach, the yeah. rights to the beach. And I think honestly, I thought the whole surf war stuff was really fun and really good, but mm-hmm. we didn't have any understanding of what the stakes were. Yeah, of what we didn't have the foundation of of why this matters so much and. It it there really could have been something there, and I think that's what's frustrating about this movie is yeah. especially with the like the blabbermouth things they have to go and become in the witness protection program. Like that's a hilarious premise, yeah. to a movie. That's a perfect and premise. We don't, like two blabbermouths have to like keep their mouths shut if they want to live. Like that's like the right. hard, it's like literally that's how to write a script. The the person who it is the hardest person to do this challenge has to do this challenge. That's that's totally. it. totally. 
And it's there and they don't really do it. Like they do it, but they don't do it like they don't realize that that's what they should focus on. So there's a lot of lack of focus in a lot of the beats of this movie, which is very frustrating as two people who write scripts. Yeah, I think think so, too. Um, It is funny the way that the blabbermouth thing comes up, because there's also a part when they like tie up the bad guys and he's like, what are you two blabbermouths? And it just didn't it just came out of nowhere. And it was just so stupid. Um, But they kind of forgot about it at that point, too. Right. (laughs) It doesn't really color a lot of their conflict. Right. Like, I feel like in the script, it's like, oh, we should have we should mention the blabbermouth thing again. Like, let's have him say that. Like, it it just didn't feel like it. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I wish that they had somehow blabbed in ways that somehow made them seem a little smarter. Like, the way that they Mm. revealed their identities was so just careless and stupid throughout. And, like, and also, like, I know that this was, like, a running gag, but, like, the way that they're like, I'm Millie, Maddie, I'm Agnes, Abby, like, or, like, yeah, whatever. And, like, that's funny, but it's just, like, I don't know. Come on, you, you, like you, you, you were you, you wanted them to know that you were smarter than that. Yes, exactly. I yes, and also like they, the stakes of them, like because if they okay, if they don't make Australia work, they're kicked out of the witness protection program forever, and they're on their own. So they really yeah. have to make this work. And I just don't think that they would be like, I'm me, I'm Molly, I'm whatever. Like it's like I think that they would, they would be more careful than that. I want to go back to what you're saying about the surf wars. That okay, also, yeah. that also, I wrote that down as well of like, why are they not allowed to talk to those boys? Because it's like, it's so intense. It's like, if you talk to those boys, you can forget the yacht party and everything that comes along with it. And I was just like, yeah. oh, what happened? And it's like, yeah. nothing happened. It's just status. And I'm also just kind of like, I in rewatching this, I forgot that those guys were not supposed to be cool. I thought they just like met cute guys. Because <laughs> they're like yeah. hot surfers. Their hair couldn't be more 2000. Like, they're just right. like hot surfers. They're hotter than the guys in the popular group. Is it just because they're 100%. surfers? Because their friends are also surfers. Like, well, because there's also that running thing of like this. Uh, Ashley's boyfriend says all these wonderful, beautiful things about why he deeply loves surfing right. as a meditative practice and getting in touch with the universe. <laughs> yeah. And she always like looks at camera, being like, "I know, I know, I know," but he's, but he's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> I know, and it's like, is he's... he supposed to be so extra? Like, or is he supposed to be like, yeah. I don't know? It's like this. Is... It's yeah. That's the, I. I don't know. So that's the only indication I can. Ha- I have that. That's why the popular kids don't like them is because they are too passionate about surfing. Maybe I don't know. That's the, I mean, it, but the, if they could have, there could have been something like. I think that what is frustrating and why we all assumed that they were popular is because in our my high school experience or in my understanding of popularity as a teenager, a lot of times it it was like power and wealth and also attractiveness. Yeah. If you were attractive, you kind of had an easy card into yeah. the popular crew. Yeah. Uh, totally. Like, and you also want... talent. Like they yeah, like, yeah. They were good at surfing. Like, mm-hmm. and they were hot. Like, they were the hottest guys in the movie. I know. Exactly. Like, so we really needed a backstory yeah. to why why there was this rift. And it really would have helped the movie so much because yeah. that that's part of the central conflict. I mean, the conflict changes a lot because it should be that they are blabbermouths and need to change in order to be better or whatever. So, like, save but it family. also – To save their family, yeah. Very yeah. big. Um, but I guess may- maybe this – the other theme going on is them needing to uh, not worry about being popular or not right. conforming to what other people want to be themselves and to, yeah, just right. don't 
don't do anything that isn't right for you. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's, I don't know, like, the fact that the surfers are so, they're so themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's why they fall in love with them, because they help them teach them that lesson. But, like, there just could have been a stronger message in that if we learned why there was that rift between right. the popular kids and the surfer kids. Right. If they if they had to if they had a huge fight because the surfers were just not willing to conform right. to all of Victoria's demands, something like that. I don't know. Was like maybe they were friends and then the yeah. surfers stepped out of line somehow and were like unapologetically themselves and it was like, Oh no, no, don't be like them. You know what I mean? Like it like <laughs> Yes. It, yes. But there was nothing. There could there just needed to be anything. Like mm-hmm. any explanation. Like honestly, I would even understand if they were like, "Oh, don't talk to Shayla because she's like kind of a dork." And I right. that is very clearly like social groups. But like mm-hmm. the boys who are like hot blonde surfers who are interested in the exact same activity that your friends are interested in. It's just mm-hmm. like they could have easily just been part of that group. So we just needed we needed something. Needed also, the surfers, like, it did feel like it came out of nowhere because they were, like, partying on the yacht. The guy showed up. <laughs> and then he's, she's like, this is daddy's boat. It's invite only. <laughs> and then she's like, that settles it. Surfer, Saturday. And I'm like, what? Why? It, that was so weird. <laughs> like, That's the other yeah. thing that I need to, like, talk about because I feel like this could have been so easily punched up. So just to just to cover our bases here for if you really still haven't watched the movie, just go watch <laughs> it. But if you yeah. really haven't, like, they are – they get introduced to the school by Sheila, who's a nerd, and then, like, they, um, f- they fall in love or they catch the eye of these surfer dudes and they're like, ooh, we like them. Puppet kids are like, no, can't talk to them. Um, but then they – through a series of doing Australian things well, they get <laughs> accepted into the popular kids. And now they are trying to, like, uphold their status now that they are finally popular, which is in their want from the beginning. Right. And so Victoria is bringing them onto a yacht party, and they are there at this, like, really cool swing in 60s. go The Bet Austin Powers, which is what they were going for from yeah. the fashion video. And they're in their iconic, iconic. go-go dance incredible outfits. Dresses. And the most incredible, incredible thing I've ever seen. seen in my life. I, I'm pretty sure those dresses made me like clothes. Yeah, those um, dresses, have cha- they changed my life. You guys know what we're talking yes. about. It's the colorful window yes. dress. Incredible. Incredible. You know what we're talking about. It, it'll be on the Instagram. Yeah. You know it. Um, but uh, so they're there on the boat, and they already have had this kind of like – Ooh, we shouldn't tell anybody that we went on this amusement park date with our two boys. They just whisked us away. We haven't told mm. anybody. We have to keep it quiet so they don't get mad at us. Mm-hmm. But then the so they're at the yacht party keeping a secret, and then the boys just are there. They yeah. they take their jet skis. They go up to the yacht. They honestly they shouldn't be there. They're not invited. It's no, a private yacht. Yeah, yeah, and it takes a lot of effort to get to a yacht in the middle of the ocean right. that you're not invited to. Right. So they do that. They and they they go in there in their wetsuits, and of course people are like, "No, you're not supposed to be here. We obviously not hate you." And they're just like, "Yeah, but we know that there's two girls we like here." Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Okay, this is how this scene could have worked. If it wasn't, I know we needed to establish that there was a yacht. Maybe there was like 
maybe Robert Thorne got some sort of connection to a yacht, and yeah. they were like, oh, this is going to be great yeah. for the movie. It's yeah. going to look great. Yeah. Lots of money. Everyone loves it. Right. Um, doesn't make sense to the story. If they had had the party on the beach, mm. and the popular kids were taking up, really hogging too much of the beach, yes. and then the surfer guys are like, this is the best time for surfing. We right. need to you be guys right here. Surfing. Can, yeah. You're not. Can we please just, like, we were just going to go here. Like, Ashley and Mary-Kate, they can vouch for us. We just hung out with them. Like, yeah. what? What? You did what? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, yeah. then, and then there's, like, a real conflict yes. here. And then we can go somewhere and set a date for a surfing war. Yes. And then it can be, like, you don't even like surfing. Like, yes, we do. We're just not surfing right now. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. We'll see who gets this, this surfing at this beach. Yeah, yeah. It just, like, it... They're so <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they wanted... They definitely, like, had a yacht that they needed to use. Yeah. And I think they just, like... But I think it also was just, like, we wanted to be clear that, like, she's so rich. She has, like, daddy's boat. Like, they take the little boat totally. to the big boat. Like, it's a big thing. It, but I think It brings so the right. superficialness of right. it. Like, this, yeah. this is all this group has is money. Right. Whatever. But I think you're so right. I think that would have, like, 100% made so much more sense. Because, like, fighting over the beach is, like, irrelevant when they're on the yacht. And they were barely... I didn't yeah. even clock that they were fighting over the beach before. Like, it was, like... No, exactly. Yeah. It was it just very... Like it's a beach. very small thing. Yeah. And that's why... And it kept being, like, they, they didn't... That's, like... Again, that's the biggest issue with this movie is there's, like, a little bit too much going on and we're not able to, like, focus and really lay the foundation for the right. things that are going to pay off later. Right. And so I think that's why my theory is that Act 2, this middle part of the movie, is really the weakest. Yeah. Because it really – because there's also, like, a bunch of flashes to the mobsters who, like – there is this, like, funny line where they're, like, who else can we get to, like, go catch these twins that have our diamond? And they're, like, everyone's busy. Uh, here is a – Twelfth cousin and a uncle yeah. from divorce. Uh, I'll go by divorce, which is so yeah. silly. <laughs> it's so silly, yeah. which is like fine and that's great. But then there's just way too many cuts of them just tired going through mm-hmm. Australia, going through the outback, trying right. To like find their the car gets fucked up and they're like trudging through the desert for literally five days without water and food. They yeah. die. Um, but yeah, we they go back would. and forth between them too many times. I also think that the actors are. They've always just made me uncomfortable. Like, they're just, like, totally. weird. They're very they're unappealing. Creepy. And I also, mm-hmm. the the guy who, okay, one of them is supposed to be from a place called You're Ugly, which is, like, when they said that, they're like, from a place <laughs> called You're Ugly. And I'm like, you, Mary-Kate, yeah. you wrote that. You thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, he, he was, like, you know, like, Count Dracula, whatever. But then... The other guy, yeah, yeah. I was like, is he supposed to be from America? Like, where is he supposed to be from? I think so. Because he's, he's a 12th cousin. Right. I looked him up and he's Related actually from Australia, which makes sense because his oh. accent his accent leaks all the time. And it was probably oh. just cheaper. Um, sure. I think a some. lot of this cast was from yeah. Australia. Um, except for the very notable Americans, like um, the, the guy from Sex and the City. Yeah. And the parents. R.I.P. Yeah. I love him. R.I.P. I know. But, like, yeah, so there are, like, those people. But everyone else, I think, is – anyone in the Australia set is mostly is Australian. all uh, yeah. Australian. Yeah. Yeah. But do you telling me that you didn't like the line where they were at the bar and he was like, where are you guys from? And he's like, you're ugly. He's and like, he like what did you say? Me? You're ugly. You're ugly. Do you need me to spell it out for you? <laughs> okay. 
Lanny, I need to tell you, you're literally 14. You're like, hey, you said you're ugly, but he meant it was a country, but he thought he was telling him ugly. Um, <laughs> I know it's dumb, but the delivery, the way they did it was funny. You're ugly. Here, here's the thing. It's for, the movie's for 12-year-olds like The movie me, is for 12-year-olds like you. And it I, I don't be happy. Yeah, no, it's true. And I don't think it's fair for us to be like, 30 talking about this um like no it's not meant for us but i will say that bugged me because if you're ugly was a real country everyone (laughs) would know about it and so like if you said like you're ugly yeah exactly um so i didn't buy it that's fine that's fine but i also want to just push back really quick really quick because we can as 30 year olds review a movie for kids we did that with it takes two and billboard dad and we applauded the well-constructed story and film that those were so i think it's perfectly i mean i guess we can agree to disagree because i think the you're ugly joke was perfect for what it was and who the audience is and Mm -hmm. how it was done i think it was flawless execution um (laughs) and we can agree we can disagree about that kind of thing but i do feel like (laughs) it is the beauty of our friendship yes but these construction issues like we can we know what a good story is and and how to make a good story for kids and a good story for kids is going to be fun for adults too that's just the truth it's true also, we're, I love that we're saying we're 30. We're both not 30. Um, I'm... <laughs> All right. So what I what we haven't talked about yet is the use of music in this movie. <laughs> and it oh, they always have great music in their movies. That's something that we didn't talk about enough of in Passport to Paris because there's just really too much to talk about. Um, but their music was really good. And in this one, the music is also really good. But the scenes that they choose to use certain songs in mm-hmm. I was really <laughs> confused by okay the first the first one is uh, the first time that they're invited to Victoria's yacht this is before the party when they're just like getting introduced to it and they have the whole Titanic bit where they're <laughs> right they they have like multiple shots of them reenacting the I'm flying Jack which is it's, so this cute movie- because they just fucking love <laughs> so the Titanic cute. so much <laughs> it so much yeah. also this movie is just so 2000 like there's that there's also a, a um, who wants to be a million make ah, who wants to be a millionaire joke and in a way uh, that is truly so cruel i just need to really quickly say like the bad guy yeah. is like staying at the hotel and he's like flirting with the like hot girl who works at the hotel and uh-huh. ash is like he's the next contestant on who wants to marry a loser and mary kate's like ah. it's like they're like guests at your hotel and you're having dinner with your parents no like, that's really rude anyway. but they're bad guys so it's okay but anyway so back guys. to the- oh that's true they have a feeling though mary kate has a feeling she tells okay. us later but anyways um the whole reason i bring that up is there's this weird sad dreamy music when they're on the boat and like also a lot of shots of ashley like, like Napping. at the bow of the yeah <laughs> napping at the bow of the ship yeah. and like just it, it it seems like something sad should be happening but yeah. they're happy because they finally reached the top i guess it is melancholy because it's not it shouldn't feel as good as it as or like as it should feel it better than it feel yeah it doesn't yeah feel as good right as it, yeah yeah but that's not but they're clear. not they're just showing happy. that they're just happy on yeah. the boat i mean ashley i would best describe her as like a cat in a sunspot just like yes. on like on the on the thing rolling around for like yeah, a really long positions. time yeah like it's really confusing like, yeah it is really confusing. but then there's 
there's one other time that music is really strangely used mm-hmm. and it's when they are with their boys mm-hmm. and they have their their fun little amusement park date and then afterwards they're like Oh no no no! It's after the 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 yacht when they get on the jet skis with them and they go to shore. Like they leave the yacht party with their boys. They leave their go go boats in yeah. on the on the ship, and then they get off and they're like, "So we don't want to take things too fast, but uh, what are you guys doing Saturday tomorrow?" Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." And the next cut, the next shot, the cut next is them going up the bridge of the the yeah. Australian. What is that? bridge it's like the the big australian bridge yeah yeah they mentioned it in the bridge video that we saw but i don't remember what it's called exactly yeah and there's this super romantic music playing in this very dreamy sort of way and it's just ashley looking scared and then mary kate (laughs) following her and they're in full gray drab like jumpsuits yeah and there's nothing romantic about it the boys are way behind them yeah that's true that's so funny i actually feel like you and i have really different feelings about this movie in different spots because i actually oh funny yeah like i actually loved that part like it felt (laughs) like because it like the music was like i okay i just didn't know what to expect with them being like see you saturday and then they were like on this cool ass bridge and it just sort of like I it's love a cool date. Yeah, and I love the shot of Ashley, like, I think it's Ashley, um, turning the corner to get onto the bridge, paired with yeah. the music, and having her just sort of, like, look around like she's really in this whole new world and this whole new experience that's, like, expanding her horizons, and they're just, like, looking <laughs> around doing this cool thing. And I honestly think those outfits, yeah. like... I just think our girls look great in clothes. And so, like, even though they were they these, like, baggy-ass garbage suits, like, I feel like they just looked cool with their pigtails and, like, whatever. And, like, <laughs> even if the boys weren't nearby and they were, like, closer to each other, like, it was still an experience that the boys curated for them. And I just felt That's like it true. was such a beautiful little, like, that scene didn't need to happen. And there was so much effort that went into them, like, That's climbing so the bridge and filming on the bridge. But it was just, like, a beautiful visual music thing. I actually really liked that scene. Um, okay. But I still love okay. you is a thing. Like I we love can disagree you too. and still mm-hmm. be stronger for it. Um, yes. And you know what? I love if – if the movie was about falling in love with Sydney, I would love that scene. Yeah. I just don't think that's what the movie was about. No, it's true. Especially not in the same way that Passport to Paris was about falling in love with Paris. That is true. But I do think it is more like – these boys are showing them like a side of yeah things, a side of Sydney or like a side of like a new city that like yeah. the popular kids couldn't because they're just like on the yacht, you know. Can I just say something else about the boys really Please. quick? Because before the movie started, I honest to God could not remember what the boys were in this movie. Yeah. And I even when I, I think either. back to this movie, I'm kind of like – I thought there wasn't a love story in it. Oh, wow. They are so forgettable. I, I know. Think, yeah. I mean, the boys are really – they're also, like, interchangeable. Like, I don't think there's ever a time totally. in their movies where they've had such identical love interests. Like, they really totally. are so the same. Um, I remember mm-hmm. one of them has, like, a weird turtle face to me, kind of, um, and that <laughs> kind of – like, a ninja turtle face. <laughs> so that's sort of – that's why I wants to marry a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's why I remember them. But, like, I mean, I do. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 
I feel like I did remember that there was a love story in this, and I didn't remember the boys until I saw them, and then I was like, oh, yeah. right, those When boys. I saw them, I was like, oh, it's like the generic-looking boy and then the other generic-looking right. boy who looks a little bit more distinct. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. But I – okay, back to, like, the music and also, like, the yeah. boys stuff. Like, I realized in watching this that I think part of, like, basically, like, 70% of why I love this movie was, like, literally just the montage when they're in the amusement park to the, like, oh, really? ska cover of 99 Red Balloons. Hmm, it's closed. Hmm, not for us. Ivory's dad owns the place. Come on. I've worked here every summer since I was 12. Guess we don't have to wait that long lines. Like, I... I love that. Oh, good. I don't think that I As ever... soon as that started, I was like, I was here's like, the song. Yes, here's yes, the song. Yeah. This yes. is what I think of when I think of this movie. This is why I bought the ticket to this tape. Yeah. Um, like, I <laughs> like I, I love that montage so much. The fact that they're, like, in an amusement park that's closed, that they have access to, yeah. and they just get to go on all these rides. Like, I also was, like, obsessed with roller coasters as a kid. Obsessed. Ooh. And... Um, the song is amazing. I don't think that I knew that it was a like a real song before. I think I just thought it was like from this. And so it's like a good song. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, that's great. I just I think it was just like the fantasy of like meeting these boys, going to like a closed down amusement park, this cool song. Like it just that's really why I love this movie is literally this montage and i'll say i i also liked this montage i i don't think it was like as romantic as any of the stuff they did in pa- I, this is not i don't want to keep comparing it to passport to paris we just watched it right. but it is really fun and i just feel like it also was a was a really nice scene of seeing them like just hanging out with boys yeah. it's like it wasn't so much like oh they're putting their arms around me oh they're holding my hand right. or whatever it, it was like they were asking them so why why are you so with this group why are right. you into Victoria and all right. that and they were like I guess she's not that bad once you get to know her yeah I mean, she's not so bad until you get to know her right. like it's very it's very like oh these guys are gonna show us like how to uh, not worry about being popular and care more about right. what we think yeah here's a crazy thought. Mm-hmm. Are these boys even love interests or are they just <gasps> their friends? That's such a sweet thought. And I think that's fair. And I yeah. think that might be why it does. Because it's really they're 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 um, they don't have much of a romance. They never kiss no, them. They never kiss them. They, they never flirt. Yeah. They never have like a moment. Like if you think about Passport, Passport to Paris is just like they're separated from each other all the time and they're with their boys and they're it's just like yeah. romance. And like Holiday in totally. the Sun, it's they're also doing their little romance. Like it's – yeah. They never kiss. This is actually way more clear, more, way more like what it's like to meet a boy yes. somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, just oh, like yeah, let's have fun. Out. Let's yeah. hang out. Yeah. yeah. And even Ashley is so reluctant for so long and then just is like, oh, he, I mean, he, she does say he's so cute right. over and over and over right. again. Right. But they are having more fun with them than they have with anybody else. Yeah. And the way that it ends is like they're like go-go dancing on the beach with the boys. They're not slow dancing. Right. They're not kissing. They're not gazing into, into into each other's eyes and saying, when will I see you again? Like it's like right. they, they're they attracted to each other and they enjoy each other's company and like let's hang out and see what happens. Like it's not like yeah. – I don't know. It's like a different way of presenting whatever it is that they're doing. I don't know if it was intentional but like – 
I don't know. I like it. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. There are so many things that I remembered that I didn't remember. I remember, like, this is a classic movie that was, like, I watched it so many times as a kid. I completely forgot about it. And then I came back and I, like, remembered so much of the delivery of so many lines. Um, I love when the mom was like, where have you girls been all day? And they're like, the roller coaster of life. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) They have the cutest thing. And their mom was a chain smoker. I thought that was notable. Yeah. Um, You never see that in kids' movies. And it felt very, like, uh, um, future. What is the word when something predicts the future? An omen? Mm, Not the best word I was looking for, but. Yeah, prescient. Foreshadowing? Very prescient. For, okay. Foreshadowing their future. That's all. Go on. What are you going to say? Can we talk a little bit about the logistics of this crime thing? Of course. Okay. Well, I have a couple of thoughts. Just generally shifting focus for a minute to this aspect okay. of it. The so, crime that they witnessed, you mean? Yeah, and just everything with the bad guys and everything. So basically what happens is like, they witness the crime and they – the bad guy, like, hides the Neil Diamond in one of their backpacks. We haven't even talked about that. It's called right. the Neil Diamond. Which I think is we hilarious. mentioned it. And that's, yeah. But whatever, maybe yeah, we did, but we Neil didn't Diamond. say it was hilarious. And I didn't I realize that hilarious. it was spelled Neil, like, on your knees, Neil. I didn't realize that. Like, that's oh. – Yeah. I um, honestly didn't even realize it was a Neil Diamond until way too long, late oh, in the movie. I think – oh, yeah. That that was a pun. Oh, I think Go I always on. knew that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so the ba- the the um the necklace is in Ashley. The diamond is in Ashley's backpack the whole time. The entire yeah. time that they're in the witness protection program, it's in her backpack. And mm-hmm. so the bad guys come because they think the girls have it. Is that right? Okay, this is actually confusing and it was right. bothering me because when they're in the courtroom and the mobster threatens them, which is the whole reason they're in the witness protection program, is it seemed like he was mad at them for putting their his his relative behind bars and just wanted to seek revenge on them. Right. But then when he, these two people were looking for them, they were just looking for the for Neil the diamond. diamond. And so it was like, wait, what is the goal? Are we just trying to kill the twins or yeah. are we just trying to take back what they what is owed? I'm happy that we're talking about this because I was like, did I miss something huge? Like I was like, why did they no. know it's the girls have problem. it? Yeah, it's like they all mm-hmm. of a sudden know that the girls have the diamond. Yeah, the guy um, in prison had to have told somebody, like, in one of the yeah. uh, meetup, or like, he would have to call them or have him come to prison to tell them. I It'd feel be, like yeah, that would have been worth confusing. it for us to have seen. Maybe they totally. shot it and the footage got messed up or something, but, like, I feel like that's a step that, like, we needed to see. Um, but yeah. so, okay, so the guys are there. The parents like need to get romance back in their lives or whatever. So they go camping for their <laughs> for their anniversary. I just need to say that they are leaving their two teenage daughters with the only hotel guests that are like two creepy men. There's no like <laughs> that's like I can't that and then they're left Wait, alone. There's also there's also, there's also cool Katie that's and, true. and shark shark killer. guy. That's true. That's true. It just was very like like they're the girls are left to like deal with these like criminals by themselves and that was like 
scary. Um, and then the parents literally never come back. Um, like we never see them again. Oh, we do. We do when they like move back home. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're gone for the whole time, and they, yeah. they kind of needed to get them um, <laughs> out away. of the, yeah uh, away for for the rest of yeah. this thing to work. But then here's um, the biggest plot hole that really I don't understand. So it's revealed that Katie was FBI all along and that she was there <laughs> to look after the girls and to protect the Neil Diamond for when inevitably the bad guys come to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so so the FBI knows all along that the girls have the diamond. They know that these teenage girls are this target and that they're carrying around <laughs> this like million dollar piece of jewelry. Like right. the target piece of it is a thing, and also the fact that they have they possess this thing and they don't know that they do. Like they need to get that yeah. back immediately. Like and yes, the fact that Katie they, is to, there to save the girls. Yeah, the the fact that Katie is there them. just waiting for the guys to pounce. Like why doesn't <laughs> she take the diamond? And yeah. then like I don't know. It just it's like they left they waited for everything so we could do the movie, but like it just doesn't feel like the way that things happened or like made any sense. No. It's it really doesn't. And I I was like I, trying to hold on to a couple of those things and then at a certain point I had to just like let it go. I was like, yeah. okay, we just we're 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 really confused. This this script is having a lot of plot holes. Yeah. Interesting that we kept t- we keep talking about the scripts. So I clicked around IMDb to see who wrote this. This is the same writing team that wrote Passport to Paris. Are you kidding me? No. One of the writers for this directed Winning London, but before this, it was it's a writing team. Um, their names are Craig Shapiro and uh, Elizabeth Kruger, and they wow. both wrote Passport to Paris and then this. What Have they written anything else before that? Um, one second. Huh. So they didn't write, they hadn't written any movies before Passport to Paris, mm-hmm. but as a writing team, they actually wrote a lot more after. They wrote for a TV show called Necessary Roughness, but then um, they wrote for Bull, Salvation, and Charmed. Oh, cool. Oh, the new Charmed. The new Charmed. Oh, I didn't not even know there was a new original. Charmed. Yeah, it only lasted like a season or two. But, well, um, I mean, yeah, I, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. I think it's sort of... That's interesting because I wonder what happens. Because we were plotting Passport to Paris being a well-constructed really script. Really well-constructed, Like, still for yeah. kids and still clearly didn't have, like, the most resources. Everything probably could have had a, a one more pass-through. But this needed, like, a couple a more pass-throughs. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't think that this movie should have been allowed to have gotten made with this draft of the script. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's it, too many holes, too yeah. many questions. Yeah. And it was still enjoyable. And I think as a kid, I liked it and I didn't care. I think it's also the yeah. kind of thing where it's like, if there's like a kooky crime thing, I'm just like, cool, do what you need to do. I'll like, I know that you're doing <laughs> it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. But now I'm just like, come on, that doesn't make any sense. But um, it is interesting. And I know that we talked, uh, when we talked about Passport to Paris, we talked about the Passport to Paris formula, basically. It's like they did their that movie and they did it perfectly. And then I think they just sort of tried to replicate it a bunch of times. Like Holiday in the Sun is definitely like a watered down Passport yeah. to Paris. I yeah. think – I don't know that this would qualify as that. Like it's like – I mean it's like no, they're – they're definitely home, trying to do something different. Something different in terms of at least the style like and mm-hmm. the tone. 
but they still have an an element where they like save the day kind of like I feel like yeah yeah there's elements that are the same like there is the um the montage of the boys Mm -hmm. doing something fun exploring the city and then there is the like chase I also I love the chasing in this I thought that was very fun I guess there was there wasn't really a chase. All of these movies end up like being a Frankenstein of each other because there was a, a chase scene in the Holiday, Holiday in the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. they kind of pick and they cherry pick elements that they liked from other movies. Yeah. But also like Katie, the person you mentioned before, who is the she works at the inn and then also ends up being an FBI agent. I couldn't figure out why she was there for the longest time other than it seemed like they needed a older, cool woman mentor figure like Brigitte from Passport oh, to Paris. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that Otherwise, that I don't know why she was there. Well, yeah, I kind of wish that she would have been there for a more convincing reason because it's yeah. revealed, obviously, that she's there because of the FBI. But mm-hmm. we should think that she is also there for a real reason. Like, what right. is her job? It, just to, like, be hot and, like, sit on a boat? Like... I think she does instruction... Like, she does swimming instructions and boat instructions for the sh- for the inn for guests. Yeah, but they have no that guests. That was my guess. They have no guests. Yeah. Also, why don't they have any guests? They're, like, a nice hotel in Sydney. I feel like they'd book up constantly. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because it's all fake, I guess. I was just going to say, are they really running this inn? Like, like they can't be. That's the other confusing thing about witness protection program is right. that like you don't just have new skills for a new job. Right. Like you, I I have so many questions about that, but I can't. But um, <laughs> the other thing about the reveal of Katie being a, in the FBI the whole time, the way it was revealed was very like campy and um, it felt like a very stereotypical sort of reveal. Yeah. And it, they needed to have. Everyone at the inn was working for the FBI. We needed the shark yeah. guy to come yes. out. Yes. And then what we really needed, which would have been perfect, is we needed Boomer to I come out as an FBI. It was a person the whole time. Oh my okay. I don't <laughs> that would have been so funny. I don't know that they could have done that because that's like very All you need to do is have him. Look, uh, yeah, but uh, who cares? It's the okay. end of the movie. Okay. Just have him hop on pitch. screen and then go on, go under the, the frame and then come out of the frame as a guy coming out of a kangaroo oh suit. God. It would have been that so That would have been perfect. hilarious and insane. Okay, can we compromise? Yes. Could he have been okay. like, a, like a canine, you know what I mean? Like a, sni- like a sniffing oh. animal or yeah. something. He was you know a, what I mean? You're right. He was like a super highly trained, highly skilled Whatever. animal yeah. the whole time. And he just was watching TV, like, yeah. as a ruse. Yeah. I also just want to say, just referencing one of the behind-the-scenes videos, like, they talk about the kangaroo a little bit, and then they cut to the twins, <laughs> and they're just like, the kangaroo was so nice. Like, he was just, like, <laughs> such a nice... Like, just the way they talk about anyone else on the screen. As if... It, yeah, it was, as it was, it was a co director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so nice. He was so sweet. <laughs> That was so funny. That story was actually really good because they're like, this kangaroo, like, isn't trained. This kangaroo mm-hmm. is just a kangaroo, just so you know. Like, he can't do anything you want him to do. And they're like, shoot, we really need him to hop across screen yeah. at this very important moment. Yeah. And they're like, he's probably not going to do it. And then, like, as soon as the camera starts rolling, he hops he across screen. <laughs> and it's like that iconic thing right yeah. from the the trailer and it's so good it's funny if you look at mary kate's face like closely at the very end you can see her kind of give a little yeah it it happened yeah yeah Yeah. they look over at each other and i think if you don't know the story you're like oh they're like noticing a kangaroo hopping by but like it's like oh my god they he did it he did the thing that's amazing yeah yeah that's funny that's really fun wait can i say one thing okay so at the end of the surf wars 
basically um, this guy is supposed to surf, but he's sitting on a surfboard, like holding his penis. And he's like, I was going to say that too. My witchy is broken. My witchy is broken. My witchy. And I was like, okay. Is he okay? It's like he's saying wedgie, right? And it's like witchy, witchy. Jake, what happened? Oh, my witchy, I bet my widgy. Widgy, like a like a digit, but a widget. Oh, okay, so he's basically that's how I heard it. You think that he's saying he can't surf because his penis is broken, right? And then it is actually his finger. And it, they let it like let it sit for so long. For like as I was watching it today, I was like, it can't. It kind of came back to me. I was like, oh my god, his witchy is broken. I remember this. And then I was like, wait, do they not reveal what? It, is it really just that? Is it really his penis? Yeah, are they allowed to do that? Are they allowed? <laughs> yeah. Even even the misdirect of having it be his finger. I was like, are they still allowed to pretend it's his penis? Like that just like I came know. out of nowhere. That like, was so fun. I'm sure as a kid, I know as a kid, I loved that. I thought that was the funniest thing. I think Not I you. didn't know what he was saying, and I was just confused. I don't know. Do you think a guy, anyone holding their crotch, like, rocking back and forth, like, would think that well, he didn't he think it saying, was his penis? I thought it was, but I thought he was saying wedgie, and so I was like, are you, oh. do you mean your butt? Like, I was like, also, can you not surf because you have a wedgie? Like, I just didn't understand. Oh, okay. I thought that was, an, again, a perfectly executed comedic moment. I mean, yeah, I think the reveal, but I think I was honestly also thrown off that they were like referencing a penis. I was like that. I think right. I expect a certain level of pureness in these movies, and I just like couldn't <laughs> believe that they like acknowledge that there are penises in the world. Like, I just couldn't. I couldn't do that. Um, That's very valid. Yeah. Okay. The one thing I do just want to go back and talk about really, really quick um, mm. is the when when they do the whole home alone thing, like after after they figure out that these two mobsters have found them and they go through a chase scene. Honestly, after the chase scene, I think that the movie picks up so much mm-hmm. and is – I don't have a lot of problems after that. Mm-hmm. Um, then they they figure out that these guys are uh, following them, so they decide to home alone them. Yeah. <laughs> and they do all these, like – they put the little Rube Goldbergs together to try to, if they open the door, have things hit them and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I I loved that, and mm-hmm. I loved that when they came in, they just like got hit in the head and they fell over. Yeah, they're like, and then that was they easy. used. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah. and then they used like the power of their teen girlness to mm-hmm. intimidate two mobsters. Are you looking for a way to go glam one day and natural the next? You wouldn't dare. He obviously doesn't know us very well. That, talk about being cunning and about being like really problem solving, using their resources type of girls that we mm-hmm. know from their detective series and onward. Like I thought that was very satisfying. I think that is really true. So basically what they do is they're like they tie up the guys and they're like, ooh, like we're going to paint your t- your nose or your toe. What? Your... <laughs> they're like, we're going to paint your nose. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, we're going to paint your nails. And like, ooh, we're going to do your hair. Do your hair. And then the, bikinis. Final, the final one is like bikinis. And they're like, no. And then, but then Emil Hachu calls anyway. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that is that is a funny and like empowering moment. And also like a little, yeah. like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's just sort of like, you know, you know. But um, I, I do know. And I think that that is. I, I did feel like a pangs of that, but it's funny because at the same time, it also felt like, of course, these two, like, hyper-masculine mobsters would be so threatened by anything girly right. that it felt like, 
a very powerful thing for Mary Kate and Ashley in their strength as girls right. to use that to intimidate these two mobsters. Yes, I that, agree. Like, could have guns, you know? I agree. So there are colors of it that are hard to swallow, especially 22 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. But the message, I think, was well-intentioned. I agree. I agree. And I will say, obviously, I'm sure we both like noted these things. There are some things throughout this movie that are like cringy, problematic. Um, I don't know if we need to like talk. But there's like one scene in, or one part of my favorite part with the roller coaster where like one of them is like looking in a funhouse mirror and she's like stretched out oh. and she's like, look, I'm Ally McBeal. And that just like made me feel really sad because like I know that I don't remember which one of them said it, but like it I know. Th- yeah. So like that makes me really sad because like I know that she struggled yeah. with eating disorders and it's like if you're an actress in Hollywood mm-hmm. at that time and it's like a funny joke for you to put in like an anorexia joke in your movie and it's like yeah. it's just all around you and you like don't see especially the in a then. movie really where sad. you're yeah yeah especially in a movie where you're wearing bikinis the whole time like yeah. that was also like really struck me because i was like i mean of course they look amazing but it's also like as a 14 year old girl wearing bikinis for that long yeah. at the same time is terrifying and i, I don't know never. what that yeah does i mean no yeah. Even though when she throws that boomerang, when Mary Kate throws, like, she looks so powerful. Yeah. Like, the way that she throws a boomerang in a bikini is just so powerful and yeah. looks so cool. Like, she does it the best anyone has ever thrown it in her life. And that was that was very empowering. Yes. No matter and, and, what wearing a bikini does to you. And very satisfying at the end when, like, the boomerang is what, like, knocks, what's his name, off the Yes. That's how you do a good script. That's how you do a script. <laughs> That's how you do a script. Yes. Do a script that way. Yes. Um, let me just... And the other thing... Oh, the... oh sorry. Just related to the Home Alone thing is when, when they are, like, finally, like, making friends with the mobsters after they've, like, threatened them. And then Victoria comes over and gets in through their traps and ends up having paint and feathers just thrown on her. Yeah. And she comes up being like, what the heck? And they're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you look dumb. Yeah. And she's like... We're not friends anymore. And they're like, she was dramatic. Isn't she a lot? Oh, my God. I was like, yeah. guys, say sorry. I know. They literally aren't like, oh, my God, sorry, Vic. It's like they go so quickly from, like, I will die for you to, like, yeah. fuck you. You look like a loser. Like, it just it goes right. it's such a huge – it's such a quick shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what were you gonna say? You were gonna. No, I think I just wanted to see if I had anything else, and I don't really. I mean, the only the only other thing that like bugged me a little bit was like um, when they do the surf wars, that kind of came from nowhere with unclear stakes. Like another thing that like lowered the stakes is that like so Mary Kate and Ashley and their boys lose because the guy who's broken right. penis he has a broken penis, so Ashley has <laughs> to surf. And I'm just like, oh god, I hope she doesn't win because she's literally we've never seen her surf in this movie. Also, this is like dangerous. Right. Why is she doing this? It'd be just so, like Billboard Dad too. Yeah, which um, has to dive and then true. win. Yeah. And then she does win. So they lose in this. Um, yeah. She wins in Billboard Dad. They lose in this, and so they're like, oh no worries, like let's go to the other beach. It's also amazing. And they're like, great, let's go. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you? Why'd you do this? Like, if there's right, an right. equally never good stakes. beach, why are you go? What? It's not like this is the beach. They make it seem like it is. And then they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, no worries. Let's go over there. Like, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's – it makes 
I actually feel a lot better having done this rewatch because I thought, I was afraid that Mm. I would watch this movie and realize it was actually the most cunning and smart, funny movie, like, that Mary-Kate Ashley ever did. And I was just too dumb to see it. But, like, watching it now, I was like, oh, no, it makes perfect sense that, like, after the year, this once you got a new movie, you Mm -hmm. didn't really go back to this little baby Lanny. because. It was kind of boring, and it was yeah. there were like unsatisfying things, and things right. didn't really pay off. Even if you didn't understand script structure, especially in the way that we do now, you still know the feeling, and that's why. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. how that's why script structure works is because that's how you create satisfying stories that exactly speak to an audience. Right, and this just had like dropped the ball so many times. Exactly, like you're so right. Like yeah. kids who like a movie, they're not like they set them up as blabbermouths. It's like they just like the movie, and they can't tell you why. And um, so, yeah, it makes sense that, like, you moved on to winning London after this. I mean, I don't specifically recall, like, how many times I saw this or, like, when I saw this or whatever. But, like, this whole time I remember feeling – this whole time I felt like, oh, I can't wait until we get to Our Lips Are Sealed. Like, that's a special one. Like, that's one that I really loved. I really love that one. I can't wait to watch it. Um, (laughs) And I I didn't – I don't know why I loved it so much. Like, I really don't know why I loved it so much. Like, I think, like, Password to Paris, rewatching it, I totally understand why I loved it. Um, Totally. This one, it's, like, fun. But I think, honestly, I just Mm -hmm. was, like, I liked that there was a new Mary-Kate and Ashley movie for me to watch. And I just Mm -hmm. was drawn to them. And I wanted to watch a movie that they did. Because, like, and it was fun. Like, I thought the Australian stuff was funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I liked, like, going into this new world and, like, the accents and everything and, like, just them trying to, like, assimilate or whatever. But, like... Totally. I I don't know. I, I, I think I thought that it would be better, and I was a little let down. Mm-hmm. That's that's too bad. Yeah. But it is, I think, the fashion and the, the coolness of them. Again, like how we noted, like, there are multiple times when you're just like, these are such cool 14-year-olds. Yes. That goes a long way when totally you're, when you're when a kid 12, watching 13. a movie. Yeah. And the fashion is really, like, super high quality. It, you really yes. – I don't think we should undersell the visual um, – like, how, how good the visuals are in this movie. Yeah. I feel like the sets and costumes and colors and palette of everything is mm-hmm. just perfect. I mean, it came out in November 2000, so I feel like maybe it would have even done better if it had come more in the spring mm-hmm. to really get people excited like for summer. Fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, if you got this <laughs> – during the holidays and then watched it throughout the winter and into the spring. That would be very exciting. Yeah. Right. And I also want to say, too, at the end of uh, the school dance video that we watched last week, Mm -hmm. we noticed in the bloopers how much Mary-Kate seemed to be going through, like, an existential crisis. And things just seemed very stressful for both of them. Yeah. Um, The bloopers of this one felt so fun. Yes. And I also, that whole party dance, like, having the the beach party interspliced with the bloopers at the end Mm -hmm. was really joyful yes. I felt really excited yeah. and just like in a good mood after I watched yeah that. it was just like chill party vibes and like yeah, yeah it's a, it seems like they had a lot of fun like in Australia and like putting exactly. this together and yeah they seemed like very giggly in the bloopers they seemed like really yeah. happy and that was there's that cool. time that like Mary Kate keeps making Ashley laugh in the same yeah. scene over and over <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mary Kate, and then the, at the very last blooper, she, you can hear Mary Kate say, "Like I didn't even make yeah, a I face that time. I don't, I don't know, know why, why she's smiling. smiling." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I loved that. Yeah. So that I think that carries into the joy of watching this, yeah. and I just think our girls were in a better place at at this time filming this one. I think you know? so. I think I think you're right, and I think also like there's so many things that go into a movie, and like yes, the script needed a little bit of work, but like. Yeah, the look of it was so distinct and cool. And, like, listening to them talk about the fashion, like, it was good because they really had a strong vision and they really worked hard on it. And they, like, really paid such attention to detail. And, like, when they were Mm -hmm. talking about, like, they're like, yeah, like, for the montage where we go to all the different places, like, we don't have time to, like, establish where we are. So, like, the clothes have to give that away. And, like, we're in Texas. We have the cowboy hats. And I was like, that is so fucking Smart. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Thinking back to our – going back to our conversation from the beginning of this podcast about, like, were they good at what they did? Were were they talented or was it just them uh, having all this experience that made them good or whatever? I think it's – we should not take for granted how much worse these movies could have been. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't Mary-Kate and Ashley in the driver's seat. You're so right. It's so true. It's so true. Because so much of this movie wouldn't have worked if they weren't – if they weren't as charismatic as they are and if they hadn't curated the aesthetics of it Mm -hmm. so perfectly. Yeah, if they just showed up and they were actors and they didn't have anything to do with it, it would have been completely different and duller and yeah and the lines that they I want to know what lines they punch up like the the director said that we give them scripts they really are doing all these um decision makings throughout the movie as executive producers and we give them scripts and they're like oh I don't think a 13 year old would say that so let me say it like this I want to know I want to know too I want to know exactly like who thought of what like what was what yeah 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 yeah. um well I think we covered it I think we're good I think if we think of anything else we'll keep it to ourselves so. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it we're on our good. like keep the conversation going uh, yeah. on Instagram and on TikTok folks we also want to uh, say um, I know that a lot of time we post um, pieces of these episodes on our Instagram and people say oh I, like I can't find it where do I watch these movies yes. and they are all on Simply Olsen Instagram mm-hmm. um, and she has a link to everything it is incredible we literally would not be able to do this without simply olsen so thank you so much so if you're listening to this and you want to watch this that's where you can find it because it was actually very i tried to watch it somewhere else because i wanted a high quality version but it's impossible to find you can't stream it you can't you most of these most of their movies you can't stream um that's crazy yeah you can buy you can like buy it on amazon like the physical copy i think and then Mm -hmm. they i it said you could get it on Apple TV Plus, but you can't. Like, I think maybe I at one point you could, but you can't anymore. So Simply Olsen, that's where to get it. The links, it'll be linked down below. Yeah. So, okay. Um, that's that's our show for today. But before we go, I do want to shout out our Apple five-star reviews. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank so we you. got one from Carly Loves the Olsons. Oh. She uh, gave us a review and saying, I found my people. Ooh. This is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really wants us to get Austin Nichols on the show from Holiday in the Sun. Okay. And we agree. We want to get him. That'd be great. We would love that. Yes. We would love to get him. That's Griffin. Austin, if you're listening, um, send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. <laughs> I thought I was at gmail.com. 
We're looking forward okay. to it. Okay. And then we also got a, uh, a, a review from Julie8098 saying, thank you. This podcast is so much fun and such a good uh, trip down memory lane. Yay. Thank Isn't you. Isn't that so nice? Yeah, so thank, nice. You. thank you. I also just wanted to say we do have, um, if you are out of the country, if you are live somewhere else other than the United States and you live a review, it doesn't actually show up on our Apple Podcasts, so we might miss it. Um, but uh, we also got a, so this is from earlier in March, so we had rec- recorded a couple that we didn't see until later. Mm-hmm. Um but Giselle sent us a review, which was so sweet. She literally did the thing that we talked about, oh. copying and pasting a DM. But she did it before we brought it up. So it's like – She did. We're you all psychically like, connected. We absolutely are. Like, and honestly, it, it feels better that way because I was so embarrassed to ask for it. But Giselle, you showed us that copying and pasting it, before we even asked people for it, you showed us how effective it yeah. is. Yes. So thank it, you, Giselle. Thank you. We love you. We love you. And we're sorry that it took a couple of weeks. We didn't see it. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So just know that uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I think, I think that's, that's it. it. So yeah. next is, week yeah. we do have a little bit of a different kind of episode. Um, we are doing an interview, but not with somebody who worked with them. It's a different kind of uh experience yeah it's gonna be a little (laughs) bit of a different one and we're excited about it so yeah yeah, yeah. you can email us at they thought i was you at (laughs) gmail.com you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at they thought i was you and we love you so much see you next week thank you see you next week Bye. bye they thought i was you if it's up to me you're ours